Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Etner. Uh, for those of you who are new to this, this is a podcast that I've been doing for several months now, and I decided to try to get more listeners by doing the bare minimum and making a really cheap-looking YouTube video. I'm recording this off of the camera that comes on my computer, uh, which is why I'm looking in a weird direction step at the camera. Hey, maybe this will help. Okay, so... Uh, podcast listeners, there will be a video up on YouTube of this, and uh, if you are on YouTube and like, I don't want to look at this guy's face, please go on down to the podcast. This is an entertainment podcast, uh, but unlike shows like TMZ or Access Hollywood or anything like that, I don't give a shit about who's sleeping with who and all that kind of drama. This is a podcast that gets into... Um, the entertainment aspect of movies and TV shows or podcasts or, you know, anything else like that, that uh, you were interested in without all the drama in between. This is just about what's interesting to me and my perspective on it. Sometimes I will have my wife on the show and she will, uh, given her point of view, we'll see now if she still wants to now that I'm doing a YouTube video. If this goes well, I will be... Uh, upping up the ante on how things look right now. Right now we're in my uh, my office uh, with a fan in the background. You can barely see I'm hiding my laundry just out of view that's hanging up to dry and some old paintings that my grandpa made. But, um, yeah, so it's the bare bones, but let's hope, let's hope this works out for the best. So let's get into the, uh, oh, please, please, if you like this, leave a nice comment or on my YouTube page or under my podcast, give a nice review. If you don't like this, just go on past. I know it's not perfect, but I'm trying. Try something new. I'm branching out of my comfort zone. But let's get into the, the movie, TV, and podcast, whatever news. First story is, um, so this is kind of surprising to me. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I am not a fan of the prequel Star Wars trilogy. Uh, you know, I finally got around to seeing the... I had only seen the first two movies, uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Uh, for years, those were the only ones I saw because after that, I was done. I didn't need to see how it ended. People said that they cried at the end of um, Revenge of the Sith. And I was like, what? Did it surprise you that he turned into Darth Vader? But who knows? Maybe everyone told me that was a good one. So I finally got around to it uh, like two years ago when I was in an improv comedy show where I had to play Anakin Skywalker. It's like, okay, I guess I got to check it out if I'm going to uh, play him. And the third one's crap too. But I guess I'm in the minority of that, or people's memory of this whole thing has changed since the new trilogy has come out, which, well, I will admit, is a very uneven trilogy uh, because they didn't have a game plan going through with it. But uh, So some people have changed their minds, gone like, the, the prequels are actually pretty good. I don't agree, but good on you. And they've actually made a petition... For, uh, you know, we just got the release the Snyder Cut thing with uh, Zack Snyder. He's going to release the Snyder Cut of uh, Justice League because of fans' outcry for that. Well, now, because they've gotten emboldened by that, people are asking for release the, the four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. This is, uh, here's what the company said. Oh, man, where was it? All right, so here's what they said to try to convince George Lucas, not Disney. They went right to George Lucas, even though he doesn't even have the rights anymore. And like, hello there. The original Star Wars Revenge of the Sith 2005 cut was over four hours long. 
And we think that George Lucas should do the right thing and give the fans what we deserve and what is rightfully ours. Okay, hold the fuck up here. Nothing is rightfully yours. The movie that, that was put out was it is art. If they chose to release that form of it. If they decide, you know what? I think a, a four-hour version of Revenge of the Sith would be good. They can release it, but it's not rightfully yours. You can request, but don't get so entitled to think that they owe it to you. They don't owe you shit. And frankly, I, you guys, just if you want more more Star Wars stuff from that era, just go watch, just go watch uh, the uh, the Clone Wars TV series. Uh, it stars Anakin. It stars Obi Wan. It stars Padme. Has all the great characters and more. And it's actually really well done. So go watch that. You don't need to go back and see how, how how everything was done in the past because, but longer. You don't need to see a longer version of stuff that doesn't make any sense, uh, like that movie does. Oh, Padme. Maybe maybe they'll finally give an answer about why Padme actually died instead of just a broken heart because that was stupid. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, moving on to another movie. Um, this actually got, has me kind of excited. Uh, for those of you new to the show, I am a big fan of the spy genre. I have all the James Bond movies on DVD because I still buy DVDs and go out streaming. And one of the things I'm also a huge fan of and has been amazing in recent years is Mission Impossible. Now, they are shooting the next two Mission Impossibles back to back whenever this coronavirus thing allows them to get to it. But something that's happened because of coronavirus is some people's schedules are starting to be affected. So when the, the next Mission Impossible movie was supposed to be shot, originally Nicholas Holt, who you might remember, who played Beast in the new uh, X-Men, uh, like First Class and Apocalypse and stuff like that, uh, he was supposed to be the villain in that movie. Well, it turns out he can't do that any, anymore. His schedule's gotten all fucked up. So they have recast the villain of that movie. And I have to say, this is better casting. The villain is going to be played by Isai Morales. Now, he is not as big of a name as Nicholas Holt, but I think he's a better actor. He is one of the leads in uh, one of my favorite cop dramas. Not my, my absolute favorite, but my one of my favorite cop dramas, NYPD Blue. He played the captain in the second half of the series after the first captain leaves. And he was also the bad guy. If you watch uh, anything on DC Universe, he played Deathstroke in the DC Universe TV show Titans. He's a great actor, uh, has a lot of gravitas to his voice and the way he talks, and uh, just everything about him. He, he, his presence fills up the room. So I, I think is a much better choice than I think is what Jennifer Lawrence's ex-boyfriend, Nicholas Holt, who's fine. He's good. But I always felt like he was just kind of a pretty boy. Not, not much to him. Not that he's like, there are pretty boy actors who, uh, who just have no energy and ruin everything that they're in. I'm not saying he's that bad. He's just fine. He's there. He's good. He never hurts anything he's in. But Asai Morales is a great actor. So Sony, uh, Sony, uh, ha for those of you who don't know anything about how the Sony Spider-Man movies work, how Venom and how the upcoming Morbius, whenever that's coming up, coming out, uh, works, and how the they connect to the MCU, it's all very confusing. But basically, Sony owns the rights to every single character that is mainly a Spider-Man character. Uh, they lend Spider-Man out to the MCU, but they own the rights and they're trying to do their own universe of Spider-Verse characters. And because they can only use Spider-Verse characters, they uh, they kind of have slim pickings. 
Now, everyone knew who Venom was because, you know, he's the most, probably the most famous Spider-Man villain, one of the most well-liked from the 90s. Um, and some people are aware of uh, Morbius because a lot of people grew up watching the Spider-Man, the animated series that was on uh, Fox Kids uh, in, the, in the early 90s. But now they're going into more and more slim pickings on the characters. They have announced a new movie going to be a female-centric lead. Uh, you think they would go with some of the more well-known ones like Black Cat or um, Silver Sable, which they had intended to at one point, but they have canceled that, those ones. Instead, they're going to make a Jackpot movie. Yeah, Jackpot. I am a comic book geek. I have read Amazing Spider-Man issue one all the way up to about six months from current day. I love that series. I barely remember Jackpot. She was a character, she came in uh, semi-recently, and you were supposed to think that it was Mary Jane in, in disguise because her big famous saying is, face it, tiger, you just hit the jackpot. I should voice act Mary Jane because that was pretty good. It sounded like a sexy woman. Anyways, it, she had the same kind of proportions and style, but just couldn't quite tell because of the mask. But it turns out it was somebody else. Spoiler alert, I ruined it, but how can they do that? Anyway, when they're not able to connect to Spider-Man, so it's probably not going to surprise you that's not Mary Jane. Or they might change it from the movie. Who knows? And that's all I remember about her. Uh, she's, someone, she's a superhero that you think is Mary Jane, that's not Mary Jane, and that's it. She's very unremarkable. It was in, like, one storyline that I can remember. That's about it. And it didn't really stand out. So uh, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to do this, but I think it's just, like, anything that they can do with that, that title in there, with Spider-Man in there, they're going to use. Uh, whether it's going to be good or not, because Sony makes bad decisions. I said earlier that Snyder Cut is coming out. I should have done that story first. So uh, people have been, argue, have been going crazy for years. Fanboys were like, Joss Whedon fucked up the Justice League. I'm so mad about this. My entire life is ruined because I didn't see the Zack Snyder version of of Justice League, I had to see the Joss Whedon, even though Joss Whedon has a better track record than Zack Snyder. Uh, he's creator Buffy, Firefly, Angel. He um, made the Serenity movie. He made the first Avengers movie. He made the second Avengers movie, which wasn't great, but at least he made decent movies. Zack Snyder is one of the worst directors out there. He seems to, he writes and directs most of his shit. And his problem with that is, is that he doesn't... Hold on, I'm going to get some water. Uh, if you're watching the video, you can actually see me grabbing the water and open up the top, which I should have done beforehand. Mm, that's good water. Anyways, he has not made any good movies. Well, he made Watchmen, which is okay, but not because of him. He made Man of Steel, which is okay if you ignore the fact that people make really stupid decisions. And that's the biggest problem that I have with, uh, with Zack Snyder is that people do not make realistic decisions. Uh, it's always, it just doesn't make sense the way people react in his movies. So I'm just like, why do people want to see his version of things when he doesn't know how to make a good version of things? Uh, so yeah, I don't think the Justice League Snyder cut is going to be any better than his other cut, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to be great, but they're going to release it on HBO Max to make people happy. So it's not going to be canon. Uh, it's going to have Dark Side, and it's going to cost. They originally thought thirty million dollars to make this cut. 
they now say it is going to cost them much, much more. And they might release it as a miniseries on the HBO Max thing. It's all just a ploy to get people to buy HBO Max. Um, again, it's not going to be canon. They're not going to spin anything off of this. But they're just going to do... Uh, and they have to reshoot things because they didn't shoot everything that was necessary for a Snyder Cut. So they're going to get the actors back in there to do this. But I don't know. It's going to... He said it's going to be darker and more uh, more gritty than than the Justice League movie that was put out. And we don't need any more stuff like that. Maybe more people are going to have mothers as their weaknesses because they're all going to have the same damn mother's name. It's just, they don't make any sense. He's visually, okay, I'll give him one thing. One thing. And that is visually, his movies look amazing. I just wish he could put it that much effort that he puts into making things look good as he could into making things make sense. Um... So uh, they are uh, for some people that might be very excited about this. I'm mildly interested uh, to keep people appeased with the fact that um, you know movie theaters are shut down right now because of the coronavirus. They have come up with some ideas to keep people happy, and one of them is they are going to take Hamilton the musical, which first they were going to put on the big screen uh, for a limited time. Now they're going to move it to Disney Plus in either late June or early July. For you guys to stream on there. So if you haven't gotten a chance to see Hamilton yet, you can finally go and check that out. I don't I've never seen it, don't really have much interest. I might just watch it just because of it's a phenomenon, so I guess I have to. Uh and hear people rap about history. That's something that really surprises me, is people are so excited about that. But that sounds like a really bad school play, like the, the teachers have put on for the students is like Hey, we're gonna rap about history, you guys. It's gonna be so cool. We're chilling. We're, we're billing. We're gonna sell the bill of rights. I, I can't even do that much. I can't rhyme. I'm the whitest guy in the world. And if you are on YouTube right now, you can see that. All right. Uh, let's do. I got two more things to go on. Uh, one more thing. I am a huge Star Trek fan, as you can see from the shirt I'm wearing. If you're watching YouTube, if not, if you're just what listening to the podcast. Um, you can hear that I'm a huge Star Trek fan, but the fact that I said that I am a huge Star Trek fan. So CBS All Access has been making uh, some Star Trek shows. They basically announced that they are going to rebrand the station, try to relaunch it during the summer because things are not going well for them. And it seems like their only plan to really make this, this streaming service a success is just to add more Star Trek shows. So... Um, Right now, at this moment, they have Star Trek Discovery, which has aired two seasons, and it has aired a trailer for the third season, but it's been put on hold because of coronavirus, of course. Uh, Picard has had its first season, which with mixed reviews. I have not seen it yet, but I love uh, love Picard the character. And then they announced they are going to have a cartoon come out called Lower Decks, and it's going to be, or Upper Decks, I can't remember. I don't have it up in front of me. I'm working off my memory here, and if you guys know me, I don't have a good memory. Anyways, it's going to be a cartoon about what happens on the ships when everything else is going on with the Lower Decks or Upper Decks crew. I can't remember what it was. Lower Decks sounds like it makes more sense. Now they're going to do another Star Trek show because, again, that's all that CBS All Access has going for it is Star Trek. Uh, and this one is a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery. So if you watch Star Trek Discovery, season two... They brought in Captain Pike as a guest star played by Anson Mount. And he did a really great job playing Captain Pike, who you might know from the original series. 
Uh, he was basically a small character that was supposed to be a main character in the in the original pilot. Didn't do well, and they brought him as, as a small character in a major plot later on. And then he was in the new movies with Christopher Pine, and then they brought him in into here. And he and Anson Mount did such a great job that they decided they're going to make a new Star Trek spinoff with him and Spock, who was also in season two of uh, Star Trek Discovery. And so now there's going to be another one. And But the thing that's going to make people happy, a lot of people, Star Trek fans, not me, I actually like the new series, have been complaining about is that the new series are season-long storylines. It's not like classic Trek, where it's a new adventure every week, and it's all happy and optimistic, and a great look at the, at the future. Most of these, the new ones are kind of grim. So this new one is going to be an, a story of the, just one episode, moving on, and it's going to try to capture the optimism of classic Trek. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for everything Star Trek. I'm a little bit worried that they're going to burn us out on it because they're making, there's four shows. And I'm pretty sure when CBS LXS is starting to do even worse, they're going to make another spinoff. But who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe this will all work out great. And I'm just not very optimistic. All right. So that is movie and TV show news. Um, something I've been thinking about doing for a little while now is since we're all stuck at home with uh, because of coronavirus, that's if you're if you're staying home. If you're not just staying home, at least I hope you're not going out too much and mingling with too many people like people were in past weekends. Maybe you're just getting out a little bit. But if you're staying at home, maybe you're looking for something to read. I myself am a huge reader. Uh, and so I, so I thought I'd recommend uh, book a podcast until social distancing is officially over or until I run out of books to recommend. Uh, this one I wanted to recommend is called Lost Gods. I should probably recheck the title because it's been like a minute since I thought of this subject and then I forgot to do it in last week's episode. But I think it's called Lost Gods by Gerald Brom. Uh, or he often just goes by Brom. As his, you know, most people would turn this off when they're looking shit up. But not me. I will just stall while I am looking shit up on my phone. And it is called, Jesus Christ, where is it? <laughs> I'm getting pissed off myself. Um, okay, so basically it is about a guy who dies and is sent to perfect... Is lost gods. I am right. I don't know why I doubted myself. It was about a guy who was killed and sent to purgatory. But he wants to save his wife uh, from and, and his unborn child from suffering a similar fate. So it was about his attempt to escape from purgatory to save his wife and unborn child. Some people might say this sounds like what dreams may come. It is not like what dreams may come. It is extremely violent, extremely unpleasant in some areas. Uh, good things do not always happen to good people, and bad things do not always happen to bad people. Uh, and they have a fate worse than death. The cool thing about this is, it's a great story, great characters, it is incredibly tense, very descriptive, um, and it does a cool thing of mixing religions. In this afterlife... What you believed in before you died is what applies to you. So if you believed in heaven and hell, you dealt with heaven or hell. If atheists died, they pretty much just went away. And then if you believed in Egyptian religions or anything like that, it's there. And they all kind of mingle together. So you, you cross with lots of different gods. Uh, and they, the gods rule the area down there. And they have different levels of power versus how people remember them. 
um, and still worship them. So they could have been powerful in the past, not so powerful now, kind of like Coco rules. Have you seen that movie with uh, your staying life with how people remember you there? Um, it's definitely not for everybody, but I, I thought of this one when I had my guest on last week, Sir Chase of the Absurd Podcast, when I wanted to do the subject because I thought it's something that he would really like. So, hey, Chase, if you're listening, check out Lost Gods by Brahm. Uh, so, yeah, that's my book recommendation of the week. It is, a, it is a very different book, but I thought you guys might enjoy that. So if you've been listening for the past few weeks, I have been giving out uh, things to watch uh, on different streaming services during the coronavirus pandemic, during stay-at-home social distancing. We've done Netflix, we've done Hulu, and we've done Amazon Prime. But just last week, or is it this week? It all Everything's kind of blending together here. HBO Max has dropped. For the, and if you didn't know, if you had HBO Now, or maybe even HBO, HBO Now streaming service, not HBO like you had it right this second, or I think even if you have HBO, the, the TV premium ca- channel, you now have HBO Max. And this is all of HBO shows mixed up with a bunch of stuff that aren't HBO shows. It's the WB, uh, Warner Brothers streaming service app. And so I thought, hey, I can add another streaming service to my uh, recommendation. So I picked several different categories, not as much as other ones because this, this doesn't have as much selection because it's so new, but it has a pretty decent selection. And I thought I'd go through and name some stuff that you could stream on the service that you might not have seen before or you might have forgotten about. I tried to choose stuff off the beaten path. Uh, some of these stuff, is, or maybe you just forgot about it. We'll see. Uh, I'll say some of them are very well known, but maybe you just haven't thought about them in a while. So my first one, I'm going to do dramas. For TV, I recommended... Hold on a second. For TV, I recommended The Newsroom, starring Jeff Daniels and Allison Pill. It is a TV show made by Aaron Sorkin. And it is about a newsroom, believe it or not. And it is about their take on what was going on in the country at that time. It is a few years old. It is definitely not, uh, does not have anything to do with Trump, if that's something you were worried about. But it, is, it goes over public uh, events that happened during that time in a drama setting. Like Aaron Sorkin stuff usually does, it has amazing dialogue, very fast-paced, uh, witty banter. Uh, but also, like some stuff Aaron Sorkin does, it can be a little over the top and a little bit cheesy. But in the end, I still recommend it with great acting. I mean, Jeff Daniels is the lead. Is that That's all you need to hear. It's only three seasons, three short seasons, but um, it stuck with me over the years. I think it's definitely something that a lot of people might have overlooked, especially with H- if they bought HBO after the show came on, because they had stuff like The Sopranos on there. They definitely got a lot more buzz. But I say definitely check out The Newsroom. And for movies, I chose American Splendor, starring Paul Giamatti and Judah Freelander. It is a true story about a comic artist who is a very different kind of comic artist than what you would usually expect. It's not superhero stuff. It's more real life. I think he made comics been a few years since I watched this, but he made comics based on his own life and they got very popular and it's, it cuts back and forth between Paul Giamatti and then actual clips of the actual guy It's done very artistically. I've never seen a movie done like this before. Uh, and it's just, it's just a great performance from Paul Giamatti as always. And it shows him on late night shows talking about this stuff with the real late night show hosts. And it's just, um, it was really well done. Not all what I was expecting. I never heard of this guy before. But it was definitely something I was glad that I had checked out. 
Uh, for comedy, I chose a movie uh, starring Steve, a TV show starring Stephen Merchant called Hello Ladies. For those of you who don't know who Stephen Merchant is, he is a co-creator of The Office with Ricky Gervais, the British version. He also uh, co-created and starred in Extras. He is a goofy-looking tall guy with glasses from Logan and many other things, and he's a super talented guy. Now, in recent years, it used to be Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant working on, worked on everything together. Now, I don't think there's been an actual, like, rift. I think they just kind of wanted to try and do their own things. They had different ideas about what they wanted to do. And Steve Merchant has started directing stuff. He's directed the movie Fighting With My Family, and he created, directed, and starred in this TV show called Hello, Ladies, which is only, I think, one season in a special about a guy, a British dude in America, trying to pick up women. It's a very simple concept, but it's very funny. I think he is proven to be more consistent since he's gone solo than Ricky Gervais has. And I think it's definitely something worth checking out. For uh, for movies, I chose the British comedy. I guess I'm stuck on British stuff right now. Death at a Funeral. I've never seen the American version with Chris Rock, but I've seen the British version, uh, which, star which has Peter Dinklage of Game of Thrones fame before he was in Game of Thrones. And it is a farce. That's kind of a absurd comedy. And I realized I did not plug in my microphone. So I am talking into a microphone that's not plugged into anything. Oh, well, it looks good. Anyways, he is, it is about, uh, farce about uh, things that go wrong at a funeral. And it is very funny and very well done. And I, I say definitely go check it out. It's been a few years since I watched it. But I remember laughing my ass off at it. So definitely go check out Death at a Funeral. Uh, for action. Now, action and sci-fi kind of blend together a little bit here because, it's again, it's, it's, it's HBO Max. I don't have that much stuff yet. But for my uh, TV show for action, I chose a TV show, Doom Patrol. Now, Doom Patrol was originally put out on the DC Universe streaming app. And so, uh, but... When they announced that season two was going to come out, they said they were going to release it on HBO Max instead of just on the DC Universe streaming app. And so they um, they they put the first season out here at launch. The second season is going to come out at the end of uh, June. And is so the first season is on there. I say definitely check it out. It stars Brendan Fraser, Matt Bomer, and Timothy Dalton. And it is about. It basically sounds like X Men. If you have never, uh, if you never heard about it before, it is about a guy in a wheelchair that that leads a group of misfits who uh, are are shunned from society for different reasons. One guy is uh, a brain in a robot body. One guy is wrapped in bandages and has an entity that pops out of them. One girl can only it's a focus on holding herself together, or else she turns into a blob. And one girl has multiple personalities, each with uh, distinct superpowers. And so this was, it's very funny. It's uh, very, it's kind of like Deadpool in the TV series in that it's constantly breaking the fourth wall, including the villain, Mr. Nobody, who talks directly to the audience and narrates the show. Um, it's not what all is expected. It looks really bad if you look at the trailers. They did not release a good trailer for it, but believe me, give this show a chance. It is so freaking good. So check that out, Doom Patrol. Um, and then for my movie, 
I chose, uh, if you know me for a long time, I used to have this movie review podcast called Unlicensed Film Reviewers. As you can see, I'm very creative with my titles. And uh, from one of my favorite episodes I did was for this movie called The Nice Guys. And it is star, it stars Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. And it is about unlikely pair put together to solve a, a, a crime. One's a detective, one's like a con man. And they solving this crime together. It's an action comedy uh, made by uh, Shane Black, who stands for Lethal Weapon. And also he's in the Predator movie, the first one. And he, this guy, this movie is, is so fun and brings you back to the days of Lethal Weapon before you didn't like Mel Gibson. with a, And it's just it's so much fun. I just cannot recommend it enough. And I wish it had done well because this, this movie is very overlooked. It was so funny. And yet nobody watched it. So they, they decided that they're not going to make a sequel. Because who's going to make a sequel to a movie nobody's seen? But definitely check that one out. I think it's kind of gained a cult following over the years. For sci-fi, I chose a very recent show called Watchmen. It is a sequel to the comic, not to the movie series movie made by Zack Snyder, because the movie and the comic had very different endings. And this one ties directly into the comic. But I don't think I talked to my to other people who haven't read the comic. I don't think you have to have seen read the comic in order to understand the series. It takes place like 20, 30 years later, and shows what the world is like then. And at first you'll watch it, and like like I did, I was like, why did they make this Watchmen? It doesn't really have anything to do with the Watchmen. But keep on watching the Watchmen, because as it goes on, it gets better and better, and the more it ties into the Watchmen as it goes, the better it gets. This started off kind of crappy to me, and became one of my favorite television shows in years. And what I really love about it is that they left nothing left for the next season. They told the story that they wanted to tell. And he's like, although it's a possibility that maybe in the future, I will go back and I will make a second season of Watchmen. But most likely not. I told the story I wanted to tell. And it is a beautiful, well done, well made, well acted, well everything story. So definitely check out Watchmen. And then for my movie, I chose one that was very popular at the time. Maybe people haven't seen this in a while. And that was Rise of the Planet of the Apes stars um, James Franco and Frida Pinto and Andy Serkis. Oh, and John Lithgow. How can I forget John Lithgow? And it is a prequel story to the classic Planet of the Apes thing. And it is the first one in a trilogy that was surprisingly great. Made by Matt Reeves. Uh, who would have thought that they could make a prequel this good? Because usually prequels suck. Planet of the Apes was done expertly in the past they already tried to remake it with tim burton and it was famously terrible with the ending that makes no sense and they, they made they did a really great job acting story everything was phenomenal even with james franco's lead and james franco is a terrible actor especially if he's trying to portray someone who's smart so i say definitely go check out rise of the planet of the apes and see a very good version of how the apes rose to power. And then for my last category, I did uh, kids or family. For TV, something that I thought was very cool that HBO Max had at launch was they have Looney Tunes. They have new versions of the Looney Tunes and new episodes that are based on the old style, which I think is great because kids need that stuff. But then they also have classic Looney Tunes. Uh, I've already started watching it uh, today. Um, 
with stuff so old I've never seen or heard of it, including the fact that the very first Looney Tunes cartoon is a ripoff of Mickey Mouse. It's a fox that looks just like Mickey Mouse, slightly different ears, slightly different tail, and he has a female mouse friend, who, or mouse, not mouse, fox friend, who looks exactly like Minnie Mouse. I'm surprised they got away with it. Uh, but they have years and years and years of Looney Tunes cartoons, and Looney Tunes is frankly way better than most of Disney, and so fun. Although if you go back far enough, it's also very racist and has some bad messages. But get past that, and it's amazing to see. Just choose the uh, choose the era you want your kids to see, and I say definitely go check out classic or even new Looney Tunes. Um, and then my last one for movies, I chose a movie that I really enjoyed when it came out, but I think everyone immediately forgot about it. Made by the same studio that made Shrek and other stuff like that. It is Monsters vs. Aliens. And it's basically what it sounds like. A bunch of monsters are going off against aliens. It's incredibly funny. A woman uh, is turned into a giant and has to deal with that. Teams up with some monsters like Hugh Laurie and Seth Rogen. And then Stephen Colbert is in there as a the president. It is really funny. And I don't know why it didn't get much notice, but it didn't. Uh, and it's just, it's worth checking out. All right, that's it. Those are my recommendations for the week. Thank you so much for checking out uh, my YouTube channel. That's it, the video. That's it. That is if I upload it right. Uh, if you go to my uh, Facebook page, Unlicensed Entertainment, I will be posting the video. It's there. If it's not, I will post that there was no video made because it didn't turn out right. So, uh, yeah, check out there. Uh, thank you for listening. I am your host, Carl Entner. Uh, that's the show.